0: The Ghost Goal Podcast. The title race, top four battle, and relegation battle are all coming down to the final weekend of the season. Though we gained a little clarity along the way over the past week. Liverpool will host Wolves, and Manchester City will host Aston Villa, with both gunning for the title with only a point separating them going into the final weekend, while Tottenham leaped for Arsenal after their win against Burnley and Arsenal's shocking performance at Newcastle last Monday night. Meanwhile, Everton secured safety with a raucous comeback win against Crystal Palace earlier today, leaving just Leeds and Burnley to duke it out for the final spot in the Premier League for next season. I'm Alex, here with Javier. Welcome to the Ghost Skull Podcast, the... One of the last preview episodes of the of the season. I'm sure we'll preview things like the Champions League coming up, but this is the final Premier League preview uh, of the season. What a, what no, a season! We're not going to
1: talk about the Champions League,
0: Alex. It's, we Europa. absolutely are. We should talk about Europa. It's well, I'm important. saying to preview Javier. The Europa League already happened. I know you didn't watch it. <laughs> uh, oh, the Europa League? No, I watched some of it.
1: I watched some of that. that oh, fun. okay. Yeah, well, yeah. well, I was just previewing for next season. You know. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Yo, okay. In that case, yes, we will be previewing the, the Europa League for next season at some point. Javier, how you doing? You hanging in there? I know it's uh, been a disappointing no, week no, for you I'm Arsenal fans. This
1: is, this is just... Somehow every year, Alex, I keep getting suckered back into it. I keep thinking we're going to do it. And then I'm like, no, we're we're not doing it. We fucked up already. It's all over. And then we rattle off four straight wins. And then this bullshit happens like... I. I just don't know, Alex. I, I'm I'm
0: as as much the, as I enjoy I our hate, Arsenal fan how, mental health checks. Uh, I, I think there's more important things to start the pod with, seeing as the title race is still going on. Going into the last you week, asking me season. how I was doing. I'm doing yeah, horrible yeah, just, Considering you know we mean, lost look, three zero zero, in, getting just, into the actual meat my footy of mind the is,
1: yeah,
0: getting into the actual meat of the the Arsenal Tottenham top four conversation. We can save that for a little bit later. But I'm glad to see you're holding up well enough to to you know. Join us on this one. You know, it's uh, yeah. I almost
1: didn't. I would. I almost <laughs> just died. Went into like eternal hiatus, eternal slumber till next season. <laughs> no, no. I had to had to give had to give the people what they want. Had to pay the piper. All of those things are going to happen on this pod. So,
0: so let's start things out. Uh, there's not really a schedule for this weekend's Premier League games. All games because it's the the final week. They're played at the the same time, eleven a.m. on Sunday morning uh, here. Well, eleven a.m. our time here in the states. Let's start things off at the top of the table, Uh, the two games that will decide the title after Manchester City uh, dropped points at West Ham last weekend and Liverpool came from behind themselves to beat Southampton after their FA Cup final win, just as I predicted, Javier. I listened back, I I screwed it up, I thought I predicted 2-2, but I listened back to the pod last week and it was actually 3-3 in that City-West Ham game that I predicted, so I wasn't like spot on with the score prediction, but I did think they were going to drop points in that game and secure it this weekend. I've n- Nothing has changed my mind in that time. Uh, if anything, I feel even more confident in my selection. Uh, but these are two games, admittedly, both home games for Liverpool and Manchester City that are not easy ones. I mean, I know these Villa and Wolves teams don't have anything to play for, but what percentage chance would you would you put it at that something crazy happens? and Manchester City drop points again.
1: So of the two teams, I will say Villa do have something to play for um, because there is prize money involved as well as, you know, just overall outlook for next season. Villa are in 14th right now on 45 points. They have three... Possibly even – yeah, three, possibly even four teams that they could leapfrog because of their goal difference. They could, they could jump from 14th to 10th place if they win this game and other results go their way. So obviously they, they don't – they're not going to be super motivated or whatever. But they have uh, put in some decent performances in the last couple of games, drawing Palace, drawing Burnley. Um, you know, we, we kind of thought that they weren't going to be a team. You know, they gave that hard game to Liverpool, 2-1 loss. Um, And then, you know, they got a couple of wins before that. So this is a Villa side on decent form that I think want to end the season strongly so that they can finish as far up the table and, you know, above teams like, like Brentford, like Newcastle, like Crystal Palace, you know, if they finish in the the second top half of the table, that's, I think that's going to be a good achievement for them, considering how up and down their season's been. And considering they fired their manager halfway through the season. Wolves, on the other hand, they're finishing in eighth place pretty much. I mean, they, they could finish lower than that, but they, they can't finish above eighth place. So this Wolves side have been pretty dreadful recently. You know, I know they, they had that 2-2 comeback with Chelsea, but before that they lost to Burnley, lost 3-0 at home to Brighton, lost 5-1 to Manchester City at home, and then they just drew 1-1 with a relegated Norwich side. So I feel like Wolves aren't going to put up that much of a fight for, for Liverpool. I mean, defensively, I'm sure they'll, they'll do their thing where they sit back and... Try to play on the counter attack, but you know Liverpool have got more than enough right now to to. I mean, Liverpool haven't lost in twenty twenty two. That draw against Tottenham was like I think it was their first point they dropped. all like in twenty twenty two, or like
0: true. City other than as the well. city,
1: right? Other than the city, other than the city draw, that was the second time that they dropped points in twenty twenty two. So, I kind of expect Liverpool to do their part here, get the win on the last day, and make Manchester City have to get a win to win the title, which I think it's, it's still exciting. You know, I, I I know for probably Liverpool fans they're they've given up hope and they're all going to be just probably watching the Villa game just as intently as they're watching the Liverpool game. But I mean, what an amazing title race this has been. I mean, 89 points generally would be enough to win the title. I mean, 92 points could be as high as Liverpool, you know, 92 to 93 points. That just Insane. Both teams scoring over 90 goals, both teams, you know, conceding 24. There's almost nothing to separate these two sides. And I mean, it, it, even both of their games ended in draws together, right? So, like, it, it's it's
0: two, two, two calls, amazing exactly.
1: teams. Klopp, Klopp just re signed a contract, you know, Erling Holland's coming next season. If Manchester City win this title again, I mean, you got to think that they're going to be favorites to win it again next year and the, the year after that and the year after that. But as long as Klopp's at Liverpool and and this team stays together and they keep adding to the team, you know Liverpool fans still have still even if they don't win the title this season, you know they won the FA Cup, they won the the League Cup, they can win the Champions League, they can still have a treble this year. It's a fucking amazing year for them. I mean, it's it must be really bitter sweet for them because this this might be the second year in a row or not in a row, but it's the second year in three years that they just narrowly fall. You know, to to Manchester City by one point after having an unbelievable season, that one where they had like ninety nine points. This is almost almost the same shit. Where both yeah. of these teams were just unreal
0: the whole season, and both both would be deserved title winners. I guess it was three years ago. Liverpool had ninety eight and City had ninety nine points, and City went behind in the last game of the season at Brighton, while Liverpool. I think Liverpool were playing Wolves as well in that same uh, last fixture. Liverpool or Wolves at home. And they won that comfortably, but I'm sure the Liverpool fans at that game heard the news that City were behind and then just, you know, had their hopes fall apart as City put four past Brighton in the rest of that game.
1: I right. and I think this this game's at Anfield, the City game's also at the Etihad. I mean, you got to think that there's going to be raucous atmospheres for both home teams. And I just, I mean, I think Villa put up the bigger fight. I think they lose 3-1 and Wolves lose 3-0 or 2-0. But I think Manchester City win the title and I think probably deserve, I mean, deserve this. So, like I said, both of these teams deserve to win the title. It's kind of crazy that it's come down to like one point like
0: this on the last day. Yeah, there's also the very obvious uh, storyline of Steven Gerrard, you know, head coach of Aston Villa and Philippe Coutinho, former Liverpool players, both of them. They're going to have a real uh, influence on whether their former team can win the title or not. I, I'm guessing that's huge motivation for them. I would actually point to that uh, and, uh, and the sort of impact those two are going to have on the rest of the team. They're going to be they're going to be hyping up the rest of the villa team not not to say like, oh, we can get further up the table. They're going to be like, all right, let's screw these guys over like for Liverpool. We want to do it for Liverpool and see if you know they can galvanize the, the, the this villa team that way. Uh, it would be historic. It, would, it wouldn't be, obviously, like a trophy or anything for Villa, but it would be a historic achievement, and they would be etched in history if they managed to pull it off. But Pep Guardiola, I think he's had six games against Aston Villa since he came to Manchester City, and he's won all six of them. Like, he's never even dropped a point to Aston Villa. So my head is going to overrule my uh, – not even my heart. I actually would prefer to see City win the league this year. I hate it when Liverpool win the league. Um it just makes their fans so much more annoying um, but yeah I think it's probably gonna be another like decisive Manchester City win I'm gonna say like four nil but what what you mentioned about Liverpool I do I do just want to say about Liverpool the second half of the season in you know 2022 Liverpool have won more trophies than they have lost games yeah <laughs> And you can thank Andrew Passara for that one. That's one of the many annoying parts of following Andrew Passara on Twitter. You see him like random tweets like that, and you're just like, ah, oh, damn it! <laughs> like you just can't deny Liverpool's brilliance. But yeah, I agree with you. I think they're going to fall just short. Um, but the fact that they even got it back to this point is, you know, a credit to them. You know, I don't, yeah, I don't feel bad about my Liverpool winning the
1: title prediction that I that I made. You know, when we had Andrew on the pod when we were all talking about this a couple of months ago. I don't. I don't even feel bad about it. I mean, Liverpool pretty much have done their part. City have just been perfect. I mean, they dropped just for those two the point to West Ham, but other than that, they've just been step the by The Southampton step game, but step. yeah, they yeah. I mean, it's just it's been and then you know the I I don't know I I I just for me both of these teams are unbelievable. Um, you know, it's sad that one of them has to lose the title because they both would deserve it. Like I've said, you know, now multiple times. So. Came down to the wire. Nothing was decided until the last day. We we thought that this was going to be the case where it was going to be come down to the wire, and it did. And yeah, good on Liverpool for for making it to this point. You know, for pushing this city team this far. Because obviously, both of these teams in the Champions League, in the League Cups, in the league, they're just pushing each other to to the highest possible level, basically that you can be um, in the Premier League. So, I, I wonder if it's going to be possible to maintain this level of dominance from both of these teams. You know, considering. You know Chelsea, United, Arsenal, bunch of other Everton, Leicester, a bunch of these teams have didn't have great years this year, um, and haven't for the last couple of years. But other than you know Chelsea won the Champions League, but in the league, I'm
0: saying it's been pretty underwhelming. So yeah, no one can keep keep up with them in the league. That's yeah, it's been reestablished this season after that dip from Liverpool last year because of Van Dijk and all the other injuries they had in the the back line. So. Yeah, it's officially back to business as usual with Liverpool and Manchester City leading the pack of everyone else. The Liverpool-Wolves game, I don't know what I want to pick for that. I feel like it almost doesn't even matter. I'll probably say like 2-0, another another 2-0 I think like Salah
1: having an injury here might might just let Son sneak in there for the golden boot. Yeah. Ooh. Which would be Yeah, but if you're, pretty, if you're, pretty, if you're
0: uh, Mo Salah, like, you don't give a shit about golden boot. You give a shit about being ready for the Champions League final next weekend. Like, that's the only thing that matters because the ultimate consolation to not winning the league by only a point would be if liverpool wrapped up that treble of you know big cup competitions that's available to english teams they did something similar i think in 2000 but with the uh the equivalent to the europa league back then they won the uefa cup it was called back then the fa cup and uh the league cup i forget they changed the name for it all the time but the only thing more impressive than that without winning the league title would be winning Champions League, FA Cup and uh, League Cup. So, uh, yeah, it's still very much on the table for them and would constitute a very impressive season. So, yeah, we're both going Manchester City to hold out and win the league title. But you never know. There might be uh, there might be some curbs in the road along the way. Maybe City go down like they did a couple years ago and it gets interesting but let's move on to uh, what's left of the top four race. I guess we're more so talking about Arsenal's capitulation because uh, going into the second to last week of the season, Arsenal had a one-point lead on Tottenham. Tottenham leapfrogged them. Uh, like I said, with that win over Burnley at home last weekend, and then Arsenal failed to take back fourth bullshit spot. Bullshit penalty. Um, yeah, sorry, it just got an itch in my throat. Yeah, sorry. I mean, they'd be ahead of you anyway, even without the bullshit penalty, if they drew... If they drew Burnley yeah, in that fair. game, they'd be fair. ahead of you on goal difference. But it would be more manageable so be going nice. into this but last. Would,
1: yeah, but it would be. It would be. They'd have to win at Norwich, which I mean, I'm sure they're gonna do. I'm not hopeful in any way, shape, or form. Norwich have won one of their last like 15 games. They got a point against Wolves away last time, which was very surprising. But I can't imagine that they're gonna put up any sort of a fight here. And I mean, I'm like, you know, I'm captaining Son in fantasy. I mean, Mike Grant. Shout out to him. The late season charge for the title in fantasy soccer. Now he captained like he captain De Bruyne during
0: the four goal game. Right. That's the main that was, reason. That
1: was yeah, that was that was a nice move. He free hit this week. Now he's like hundred points ahead of me. So I I I'm not gonna win the title this year, but I do fully expect Tottenham to win this game. I expect us to beat Everton too, to like I said, for you know, to, to at least make Tottenham have to win that game and now that everton are safe pressure's going to be off them their players are probably going to drink a shitload tonight <laughs> yeah party for sure and they're going to be you know fucked coming into the emirates on uh, on sunday but yeah i mean we lost this i'm not even going to say at the north london derby or with this newcastle game because the newcastle game was pathetic i mean just like for how important that game was for how much energy and uh, the level of the level we had to be at we just we don't deserve champions league if we can't beat newcastle uh, when we need to and while the the spurs game was kind of a disaster you know the the red card the penalty all that other shit um you know we really lost in that stretch where we had five or six wins in a row and then suddenly lost to crystal palace brighton and southampton if we'd won one of those games we'd be above tottenham so it's like it's hard to look at these last couple of games and just be like, yep, that's why we didn't make top four. Like, we collapsed again. The collapse happened earlier. And ultimately, it it comes to what you were saying earlier, Alex, where we had in the run-in, and I'm not saying that he didn't do a good job, that these players didn't do a good job, but it came back to bite us eventually. You know, when you have Cedric as your right-back, Elneny in midfield, and then Ketia as your striker, and you're trying to make Champions League.
0: Yeah, but you've been been um, praising nenny and Enketia. like I have. To... I have.
1: But in the end, the quality of players like Hyung min Son, like Betancourt and Kuleshevsky, both who were January signings, you know, we don't have a world-class player like Son or Kane, you know, go- at least goal scorer. We have players like, you know, maybe who are young and, and could get to that level one day. But these are established Premier League players who've been scoring 15 to 20 goals every year. Same thing this season with Kane and Son. And then the Kuleshevsky and Betancourt signings, I mean... You've got to you've got to think that's what's pushed this Tottenham team over the line. You know, both oh, yeah. of those players have been unbelievable for Tottenham during the run in. Uh, you know, Kuliszewski with his energy, his pressing, his goals, his assists, and Betancourt has just been running that midfield. I mean, he's he's made let Hoiberg do the destroyer role, and he's taken up that that creative mantle for Tottenham, and he's been fantastic. I mean, it it. it we needed a player like that, whether it was someone like him or even Bruno Guimaraes. I mean, you could see in the game against Newcastle, he just ran the midfield against us and we had no one his quality to to be able to to fight that. We needed one player like that. If we got one player in in January, I, I know we would have made top four. It just it's disappointing because, you know, we were saying before the pod, I mean, we have 21 wins this season, more than Chelsea, who, you know, by all you guys had. Bunch of draws in the league this season, but you didn't have a terrible. You know, you guys were in the title race in December. You know, January, you still looked like you could maybe, you know, still stay in it. But just overall, you know, disappointing to to finish fifth place. But if you look at it in perspective, right at the beginning of the season, I would have snapped your hand off for fifth place. You know, and, and I can't I'm not allowing that. I'm not gonna. I'm yeah, not, I'm not gonna. Not I'm, I'm not gonna. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not. Cause, cause you said to me like, yeah, but seventy percent of the season you've been like expecting top four, which is true. Like. This season is a disappointment. I think it was a mistake also to give Arteta the contract renewal like before this happened.
0: Yeah, like, you, you guys. I mean? You guys like, gave Arteta the contract renewal after the West Ham game, uh, which like was the end of the the three game uh, winning run, which was four preceded game, four game four winning. game winning run, which was yeah. preceded. Oh, no, it was because uh, you still played Leeds the next weekend, so you won three in a row against Chelsea United and West Ham. Gave Arteta the three-year extension, I think it was, and beat Leeds after that, and then you know, obviously, have just capitulated against Tottenham and and uh, Newcastle. Just feels like it's the timing the for thing. that was off. It was. It do you know what it was, was not... Javier? They had that lined up long before that, but they were waiting for the right time, like a good time to announce it, like after a couple of wins like that, when everyone, no one would question it. But it it gives me shades of uh, Man United giving Ole Gunnar Solskjaer that that permanent deal for multiple years when he was the caretaker manager before the season had even ended, and I think that was one of the seasons where they you know fell apart and didn't make Champions League. It's not a good look. I uh, I think anyone who isn't an no, Arsenal fan would tell you that. not a good look,
1: but it's not a good look. But at the same time, uh, I will say. If you try to compare these two teams, Arsenal, Manchester United, who I I mean, it would be I don't think we had similar levels of glory to United because we weren't winning the Champions League and we didn't win like 13 Premier League titles, but we were probably the second best team in the league for a good decade there. Since both of our longtime managers have left, if you look at where Arsenal are at right now and Manchester United are at right now, Arsenal are in a much better position to go into next season, into the future. United still have half of their squad as dead weight. They have a shitload of overpaid garbage players. They signed Jaden Sancho, Cristiano Ronaldo, and Rafael Varane this summer, and they have 58 points, and they're finishing in 6th or 7th place this season. I mean, if you want to shit on Arsenal for going bare bones getting rid of all of their deadwood basically almost pretty much all of the deadwood other than maybe you could argue like players like Chaka or Elneny um but all, for the most part you know players like Aubameyang, Ozil, Kalasinich, Mustafi, Luiz, etc cetera, etc cetera. all those players are gone the overpaid older players were are still an exciting project coming into next season you know Europa League isn't the it would have been a big jump to just suddenly go into champ. We probably would have gotten spanked. I mean, I'm not, I'm, I know I'm making excuses and making it sound like it's not that big of a deal, but it's a big deal. I mean, frankly, it, it, it may have just, you know, it may have just been a little bit too soon for this team. And it's a young team. They did, it was still a good season for us. I mean, I can't, I can't like fault for the players that we had compared to a team like we're not, like a team like Manchester United, who every pundit was calling them to either win the title or get, like, second or third this season, and they're, you know, 40 points off the pace when they bought Ronaldo, Sancho, and Varane. Like, I'm so sorry, but on paper, those all look like amazing signings who are going to take the team to the next level. I
0: I like what you're doing here. You're doing two very, very petty things that I'm a big fan of. Number one, you're deflecting, like, fuck. (laughs) And number two, you're assuming Arsenal are finishing fifth. Invoking the reverse jinx clause and the the Tottenham Spursy uh, gene,
1: but no, I'm, I'm telling things you, things I'm things. telling
0: you, you guys choked it. You had the chance to end the Conte Tottenham era because I'm 100 percent convinced that if there was no Champions League football at Tottenham next year, Conte would not have come back. Maybe Kane would have even been sold. Uh, that whole thing would have just fallen apart before they even had a chance to have a full season of it. But thanks to you guys, now we have to deal with Conte at, at Tottenham, you know, with Kane actually committed to staying at Tottenham and being the one club man that uh, our guy, Mark Sikaily Tottenham fan uh, on the IG live last week was saying, it's looking like it's going to be that way. It, yeah. the The thing that would scare me if I were you is that you look at the teams that are in the, top four now, Manchester City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Tottenham, all of them have world-class or borderline world-class managers. The teams below you, Manchester United, West Ham, Wolves, Leicester, they all have, you know, decent to good managers. I would put Arteta in terms of like quality and what what he's accomplished, probably more so down towards like that Eric Ten Hag. I think he might be a little bit behind Ten Hag because, you know, you have to give Ten Hag credit for Winning multiple league titles, going on a Champions League run with Dusan Tadic as his center forward, he's uh, it's it's going to be interesting to see how he fits in at United. But
1: yeah, but I mean, like, this was your best chance.
0: This was your best chance to you know like game the system a little bit and like sneak in there ahead of like a world class manager like Conte. But now he's secured top four. He has Champions League football. He can recruit the players he one hundred percent wants and he has he'll have the backing to do it. So, yeah, it, it would have been the only thing that like could have kept you sort of like on pace with Tottenham if you had that leg up over them saying like, oh, yeah, we have a young team, but also we have, you know, Champions League money and the draw well, to, be able Alex, to pull those I mean, players in. Thankfully,
1: Alex, I mean, Arsenal hadn't been in Champions League for 4 years before this. We still spent the most money in Europe this last summer with Europa League with you know, uh, completely freeing up our wage bill, getting rid of our highest paid players. I still have hope for this team for next season. I think we're going to have a great summer just like we did last summer. And as long as the recruitment is similar to what it was last summer and we get a, 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 a proven goal scorer in, I mean, I, I don't know what we're also going to be next season. I mean, I, I couldn't have predicted us to have finished fifth this season. I mean, nobody did.
0: You'll feel the pain when you're being linked linked with players like Todd Cantwell and not Serge N'Abry. That's when you're going to feel the pain. <laughs> when when something like Luis Diaz going to Liverpool happens to you guys this summer, you know Tottenham had that deal like signed, sealed, and almost delivered in January, and then Liverpool just went, "Oh, he's available," like and just just uh, intercepted that and brought him to Liverpool. That's going to happen. Maybe not with Tottenham specifically, but with some other clubs this summer to, Ars- to Arsenal. And it's not going to feel good when it does. We barely talked about the games. It doesn't really matter because I'm kind of with you. Tottenham would need to lose to Norwich, even though it's at Norwich. It's not happening. I, I don't think it's, it's happening. Happen- I just can't see Conte allowing no, it. it.
1: It's not happening. It's. I mean, it's just like I can't. There's. There would have to be some monumental fuck up where there's like a red card early on even if there was a red card in like the 10th minute I still think Tottenham would go and win the game so I'm I just don't even know what would have to happen it would have to be some insane luck some crazy thing I mean it's footy it could happen but I'm just I'm I'm not hopeful in any way shape or form there Tottenham or Norwich are plus a thousand to win that game so
0: do with that as you will I mean if you're a fan of the whole like Spursy thing like maybe maybe sneak a fiver on it. Like I don't know. <laughs> like what if you what if you're the guy who's just like oh, I put a fiver on Norwich to win against Tottenham on the last day of the season and they pulled it off. Uh, all right. Well, uh, let me run through a couple of the other games before we get to the relegation battle. Uh, also, obviously, like I said, all these games are at eleven a.m. Uh, we're going to have Chelsea versus Watford. Uh, you guys let- secured top four with your. Uh, or, with your loss, uh, we with did. A,
1: with, when, with our loss, yeah, with our loss to Newcastle.
0: And then we basically but it's all that, but secured needed, third with the draw yeah. against Leicester today because Tottenham would have right. to turn over like an 18-goal difference or something. So um, I'll be the only one. Chelsea fans will be the only one watching that Chelsea Watford game. Uh, Leicester City will host Southampton. Crystal Palace will host Manchester United, who, uh, you know, they're still kind of... Uh, there's still European places to figure they out? They
1: have to win that game because yeah. uh, West Ham are in seventh, and they have a far superior goal difference. Um, they are playing at Brighton on the, on that last day, so it's not an easy game for West Ham. But Manchester United need Europa League at least next season. I mean, if they're in the Conference League next year, it's just going to be a joke. So I think for for West Ham, they have everything to play for. They, they're going to want to be in Europe after such a great season for them, and... I kind of feel like they're gonna beat Brighton on the last day and make United have to get a win at South Park because a because a because a draw isn't gonna be enough. And Crystal Palace have been damn good. They this, at home they've they've played spoiler to a lot of teams.
0: Yeah, but you got to think like the air is completely out of their sails. Like they had a good start against Everton today and then threw away a two goal lead and ended up losing. So I'm sure they're just thinking let's just get this season over with. I'm guessing United like still win that. There is a scenario here where United draw against Crystal Palace and then West Ham beat Brighton and West Ham finish above United on goal difference because they're, I think, on 11 and United, that would be United a disaster only have plus Manchester one United. goal difference. United have scored oh, and, and, 57 and just, goals and I, this season in conceded And I know I said 56. it at the beginning of the
1: season and I've said it all season long, but Cristiano Ronaldo, this is what hes he's done. Like you, Get the fuck you out of rely here! This, on is not this, guy. T- this is not
0: the time for that. We've had this no, discussion. No, but you before. rely.
1: They, they yeah. We, we need to. We'll talk about it over the summer. When look at those fifty six goals they
0: conceded. You can blame that. You can blame Harry Maguire and Luke Shaw. And they signed
1: Rafael Varane, right? Like that was. And yeah, he's out. been
0: injured. You can blame him too, I guess. But he's been injured at least for most of the season. Aaron Juan bissaka just falling off the face of a cliff in terms of like his overall form. It's it's the defensive and midfield issues that have led United to this. So United
1: point. are going to sell half their team this summer, then I guess. Well, they're, they're going to lose. They're
0: going to lose half their team, and it's probably a, like a blessing in disguise. It's a natural chance for them to be able to reset and refresh everything, kind of like what we're going to see happen at Chelsea. But yeah, that, you know, there's still a lot to play for for those two teams. I, I do want to mention though, if United do drop down into the Conference League, yes, that would be hilarious. I would definitely laugh but it might just be the equivalent to like you guys not having any Europe next season. Like if I was Manchester United, I would not be like shy about just not taking that competition seriously, getting all of like your Academy players and, and like young players that they've had out on loan this season, getting them back and just giving them chances to play in those group games. And if they get, if they don't get through in the group because they played a bunch of kids, then fuck it. They're done with that competition and they can sort of wash their hands of it and focus on the league. But, um, Yeah, I don't know. It would definitely be funny, but they could turn it into somewhat of a a positive, I think. But the relegation battle is going to probably be next to the title race, the most interesting storyline going on this weekend. Uh, We already mentioned that Everton have uh, secured their safety, so they're no longer in the equation. They're up in 16th on 39 points. But Burnley in 17th on 35 points are joined by Leeds in 18th, that last relegation space or relegation spot on 35 points. Burnley have the advantage on goal difference. So if they finish the day on uh, similar points, uh, it will be Burnley that are safe. But Burnley have to contend with a home game against uh, Newcastle United, whereas Leeds have to go to Brentford, a uh, form team in the Premier League at the moment. And I'm just going to say, I think... I think Leeds need to win. I mean, obviously it's a relegation battle, but I uh, I I I don't see Burnley losing to Newcastle. Like maybe, but it's a home game. It's going to be very
1: Newcastle been the third best team in the league. I since agree. Eddie Howe came. I
0: agree. But you, Newcastle, their season ended with that win against you guys. Now it's you know end of the, get the season over with. Let's get to the transfer window. Let's buy our shiny new toys. Uh, I, I'll, they'll put up somewhat of a fight, but I, I just don't think Burnley are going to lose in that last home game. So that means Leeds can't like hope for a Newcastle win. Yeah, they think Leeds have draw to win too.
1: I think Leeds have to win too, and I mean the way that they've been playing recently, I don't know where the where the win's going to come from. And I think if just a Burnley draw is probably going to be enough. So, oh man, what a what a what a nerve wracking day it's going to be for Burnley and Leeds fans. Two tough games. Two tough away games. Oh, no. Burnley Burn, are at home. Burnley's at home. Yeah, they're, they've got a huge a advantage. advantage. That's a huge advantage. To be at home in front of your fans, to try to to, to, to save save your team, you got to think that's advantage to them, right?
0: Yeah, that's that, that's why I think it's going to... The, the week and the season will end with Burnley being safe and those scum from Leeds going back down, which it would just be mwah, chef's kiss. It would be so beautiful, Javier. It would be like... I, I hate it. I hate, and I criticize you for this all the time. But I'm going to go ahead and, and say it would be great as a Chelsea fan if, like, our shit form to end the season caused Frank Lampard's Everton to be galvanized and stay in the league with a win at home against us, and then we relegated Leeds with a three nil at Elland Road. Like that. That's just the most beautiful of the shit outcomes to the end of the season that I can imagine. So. Please, God, I hope it happens. I do not want to see another season of Leeds. Yeah, and I mean, if Leeds
1: go down, they're going to be regretting firing Marcelo Bielsa, so... I I don't think so. I
0: think they would have already been relegated if they've kept him, if they kept him. Remember they went on that run where everyone thought they were safe? Yeah, they went on a decent run with Jesse Yeah, I remember we thought they they were probably going to be safe,
1: but they they haven't really... They've gotten, like, two points since then, so... Well,
0: yeah, it doesn't help that they had to play City, Arsenal, and Chelsea, like, three games in a row. It was, like, right before that that they had a game or a run of five games unbeaten with, like, three three wins in there. That was the whole reason people thought they were going to be safe. Not so fast, Leeds Yeah, fans. honestly, I mean, the, the comeback draw against Brighton was pretty huge for them
1: uh, here in the midweek. and
0: It got them out of the relegation zone for a couple days before Burnley got their draw against Aston Villa earlier today. So that Villa result for Burnley, I know it was only a draw, and they were winning for a little bit there in that game. Uh, so it probably felt a little bit disappointing, but as long as you go into the final day of the season, not in the relegation zone, it's in your hands. So I think Burnley do it. I
1: think Burnley get a draw and Leeds yeah. get a draw and uh, Leeds are relegated on goal difference.
0: I'm going to say Burnley win and Leeds ye- lose. Brentford away is that not an be, easy game anymore. it would be anymore.
1: brutal for Leeds If they lose that game when they, they need safety. Ugh.
0: And I, I would advise Thomas Frank and the, Brentford players to take a look at this Leeds team and tell themselves we need to learn a lesson from this team because
1: Well if yeah absolutely because
0: because the Leeds were Brentford a year ago and we've had two straight years now where the team that came up and was like the surprise uh like side in People the league were
1: talking about Leeds for like right Europa League or Conference right. League like they thought they were going to be like take it to the next level this season with Bielsa and it was just the exact opposite. Well, I, I mean, we've you. seen this several times. We saw this with Sheffield United. Do you remember yeah, when Sheffield United finished finished 7th or 6th and they were they were doing super well all season? Then they were just god-awful and get relegated the season after that. So, yeah, these, these promoted teams, when they come up and they do well, playing attacking football, yeah, you really got to fear for them. You know, Brentford, it does feel like they have... A lot of depth. They have a lot of players. You know, they might maybe they'll lose Christian Eriksen this summer, but it doesn't. You know, maybe Tony, if, if some big bid comes in, but it does feel like they have enough players to to still you know be able to just be a mainstay in the Premier League. And you know, I think they've been a great addition to the Premier League this season. Um, and for Brentford specifically, they do have something to play for because if they win this game and Brighton lose. Brentford could finish in the top half of the table, which would be massive for them in their first Premier League season. You know, I'm sure they would be ecstatic to do something like that. So everything to play for um, in this game. And yeah, I think Burnley Burnley just squeak it out. I'm going to say both teams draw, like I said. And I'm going to say 2-2 leads Brentford and 1-1 Burnley-Newcastle.
0: I'm not even going to give predictions. I'm just going to give, or score predictions. I'm just going to give general predictions because... A bunch of these games could, like, the the tide of these games could shift depending on the news in the other games. So I feel like it's it might not even be worth it giving score predictions. But, all right, let's wrap things up there. It's uh It's been a, a great Premier League season. Looking forward to the last day of it. Looking forward to just getting this godforsaken season over and done with. One that started with so much promise for me personally as a Chelsea fan. It's just ended. Alex, who had a shittier season, Arsenal or Chelsea? Arsenal, 100%.
1: Wow, for not for the expectations, you guys bought Romo Lukaku, you're supposed to win the title this year. You guys were in a bunch of trove, you know, in for a bunch of trophies till the end. You wanna do this
0: while wrapping nothing. up the pod? You wanna end on no, no, you no, wanna no. end I just, on this big of an L? I wanna
1: get I wanna get my word in and then let's end the pod. <laughs> don't,
0: don't respond. No responding. <laughs> You've had a tough week, Javier, I'll allow it. Yeah, let me know, let me get it For
1: your own mental health, you know. Chelsea definitely have had the worst season by the
0: way. Just definitely not even close, not. to be honest. Definitely not. You're you're a team that was out of every cup competition, like, as soon as you joined it, basically. Other than Carabao. Like, you guys... Oh, God. The fact that you even... We're going to have to have a talk in the preseason pods for next year. When you inevitably start picking Arsenal to finish top four uh, again. I'm going to have to have a long sit down with you and just, you know... Just prepare you hey, for the disappointment ahead. If Cristiano Ronaldo's still ahead.
1: on United next year, then yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick us to finish at Buffalo.
0: Okay, cool. So you'll finish in fifth again, because <laughs> there's four other teams Depends. above if we, you.
1: If we sign get a, a very good striker, maybe not, maybe not, Alex.
0: Yeah, I'm sure that very good striker will uh, forego the chance to play at a team that actually plays in Champions League, and will pick you instead. All right, let's wrap things up there, Javier. Thanks again uh, for joining me. Uh, on this one you can follow Javier on Twitter at Javier 9 uh, we had some complaints this week from uh from notably Andrew I got a text from Andrew saying why the hell is Javier not reacting to this Arsenal loss like I need I, like I need to know what his pain is like and it was just a very simple existence is pain or whatever the hell you tweeted like right after the result the, the people want more from you Javier they want more of a of a Twitter presence give them what they want you know? Listen,
1: they gotta listen to the pod to to feel my pain. You no, know, they already know. They already know how excited I was, how fucking destroyed I've been this week. So, are you happy, Andrew? I'm just, de- I'm decimated. Okay, is that what you wanted to hear? Did you want to hear me just crying constantly during the game at how shit we were?
0: That would be fun, actually. If you cried on pod, that'd be really fun. All right. If we had done an Instagram live after, I I would have cried. <laughs> If you wanna follow me on Twitter or Instagram, you can follow me at ASMoss92. Uh, the podcast socials are at Ghost Pod. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please go ahead and leave us a rating and review. Those ratings and reviews help new listeners to find the pod. If you're feeling extra kind, we would love you if you went and spread the, the pod by uh, word of mouth. Not only do we want the ratings and reviews now, uh, we, I've been asking that for, for months at this point,
1: yeah. Tell word your of friends mouth. about tell it. tell a
0: friend do you, do you talk Maybe about
1: share it somewhere do you talk
0: about football do you talk I about do. the Premier I League tell all the time with, with, a, with a friend it. I'm talking okay. to the listeners Javier do, do you talk to other people about the Premier League cool let them know let them know about the Ghost Goal Pod if you uh, I'm also going to throw out not only uh, Twitter and Instagram uh, for you guys to throw us your questions or uh, you know anything you might want to hear our thoughts about but if you want to send us something in a little bit long, longer form you could, uh, we have an email address I don't know why we haven't been using it if you want to send an email to goschoolpod at gmail.com I'm going to start reading those and uh, you know as we get into the the quiet months of the uh, of the year as the league uh, format uh, ends around uh, Europe maybe we'll start taking you guys uh, ideas for what to talk about each of these weeks so thanks again for listening to the pod guys enjoy the football this weekend and until next time. See you.